This is the Blush Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blush Podcast. It is me, Keys Lachey, joined with everyone, Alice, Annie, and Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about mental health, how do we cope when we're not happy, because, you know, we're not always happy. So let's get into it. I guess we can start with how everyone's feeling on this, I don't know if it's a fine day or not so fine day. Um. Uh, so I guess for me, uh, well, I'm really happy to see that it's actually a really pretty day outside in New York. Um, I feel like the weather's just been so cold and I woke up with a lot of sun on my face, which I'm really happy about. Um, but it has been a bit of a rough week for me. Uh, basically, I found out that I had by accident deregistered for the wrong class. And ah. it was a class that I needed to graduate in order to graduate. And I was really freaking out because I just found out only like two, three days ago. And I ended up email. I saw that all the classes were already filled. I emailed all the professors. I emailed the chair of the AMC program, my advisor. I emailed everybody saying like, hey, what can we do? And essentially they all told me tough luck. Sorry, we can't do anything for you. And that I was not going to be able to graduate this May and that I would need to take the class in the fall time. And for me, that was really upsetting. And I was crying. I spent two days crying because I was a freaking out because like, I think I'm just so tired of school and I'm ready to be finished. And another note, it's entirely my fault. So I felt really like guilty and disappointed in myself. And another thing I was really scared was to tell my my parents because I didn't want them to be disappointed in me and, you know, like they've invested so much in me and to tell them, hey, by my own stupid mistake, I have to do another semester. So it was really rough. It was a really, really rough couple days. And um, and I, I don't even know how to cope with it. Like I, the first person I told was my mom. I called her and I was really scared to tell her and she had an amazing response and she just kind of told me, hey, like it happens, life happens, you made a mistake, but you need to like get yourself out of the gutter. And she gave me a really good like coping mechanism, like something to, you know, kind of hold over. She goes like, hey, the fine, there's no final verdict until February 1st, right? Like things, anything can happen before then. So just don't, you can, we can spend the whole day crying on February 1st, but until then, let's just get, let's see what we can do and let's see what we can figure out. But let's just hold off on feeling that the world hates us until February 1st. So it was kind of like interesting. And so that helped me like kind of, you know, get on, I guess, get myself together. And I started emailing all the professors again, basically kind of just giving them like my little sob story being like, please just like reconsider, um, do an over tally, whatever. And they all said no. Then I ended up telling my dad, right, um, and I was so scared to tell him because like, it's just one of those things where you don't want your dad to be disappointed in you. And, uh, he, he was so nice and I was really surprised by his reaction. He was so nice. And he kind of said, Alice, I understand. I wish you told me a couple days sooner, but I, I get it. Like you, it's a frustrating situation, but let's not settle for this. Right. And which is great. And I love my dad for this. He then ended up emailing my chair of my of my of my program, the chair and the assistant chair, um, even though I already had emailed them twice and they basically kind of said, no, sorry, we can't do anything for you. And this is where I'm going to be like, okay, I low-key a little bit blame the whole like my dad's little privilege thing because literally within five minutes of him emailing, they emailed him back going like, okay, we'll figure something out. And so, <laughs> I mean, like on one hand, I'm like, thank God. But on the other hand, I'm like, 
oh, ew, okay, but fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the chair because he, he ended up pulling through and I ended up getting the class. Like they made an exception and they moved me into a class that was already over tallied, which means it already had more than the um, uh, capacity. So it, it was great. So I'm so, so grateful for my dad in that sense. But I was just kind of like, okay, like fair. I emailed twice. I'm spending two days trying to contact every person I get. But my dad emails once, five minutes later, it's suddenly somebody's willing to do something. But um, in, terms, in terms of like my mental health, I was definitely feeling like down in the gutter and I was kind of questioning like, I was questioning like my life. I was definitely thinking like, like I'm like, what, how bad would it be? Or like, how is it a good thing? And I just kind of was going back and forth and just having a lot of like self-pity and just really frustrated with myself. So something that I did, and again, on my mom's recommendation is I just kept on breathing and just taking slow, deep breaths and just like taking a step back and thinking, hey, like, what do I need to do to make this a more positive situation? What can I do to make this a more positive situation? So I worked out a ton. I just to like let out all my anxiety, like physically. And then I also, um, I don't know, I just kept on breathing. I just was just like taking slow, deep breaths. Every time my anxiety started going up and so every time my heart started racing, I just took a slow, deep breath and it definitely helped me feel a lot better. I'm glad that you got that like <laughs> fixed and resolved because when you texted the chat, like something bad happened, I got terrible news. I thought someone had died. I'm like, oh my <laughs> goodness. That, I felt like in a little Snapchat. <laughs> she went on Snapchat, everything, and I was like, oh my God, are you okay? She's just like crying. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, I don't even know what to say. Like when people say bad things happen, that's why all our replies expect the worst. Know. Yeah, it felt so- it felt really. It was it was from I I know that like in retrospect, like there's a lot of worse things that could have been. But for me in my world, I was just like, that's it. Like that's my life's over. Like questioning not- your whole existence. I understand. I know I have all my classes to graduate, and I'm still gonna make an appointment just to confirm with my advisor that I'm gonna be able to graduate because I just wanna finish. <laughs> yeah, it's. <sighs> I definitely have a different coping method though than you Alice because I feel like <laughs> you're very zen and like let me just get it all together and then me it's like okay blast music to distract from like reality just pretend that it doesn't exist for two seconds if I can go skating because I've I've been in Connecticut now for like a couple weeks so I've, I'm lucky I have my garage so I'll just skate in my garage like I've cleared it out so it's that or just watch people like my thing is just avoid the problem like just pretend like it doesn't exist until I can come up with a plan Mm. okay (laughs) I kind of like not like okay not ignore it fully but I just I kind of have to go into my own little world just like chill out for a second because I get very instead of anxious I get more agitated and frustrated so I kind of need to cool down rather than like relax (laughs) What about you, Sarah? Sorry, all this stuff just popped up on my freaking laptop, and I'm, like, freaking out, but okay. Anyway. You have a virus? <laughs> oh, no, probably. <laughs> I used to download, like, crazy stuff onto my laptop, like, I mean, like, I don't know, so anyway, it probably is that, but, <laughs> um, so, for me, like, I feel like, okay, well, lately, if we're gonna talk about, like, our issues, I guess, well, like, I was telling Alice and Annie before this that I took off my uh my spring semester so right now at FIT just because I did enjoy my first semester like as much as you can enjoy a semester online but I'm a freshman and I want like the experience of moving in and like seeing my professors in person and 
So I just decided to take off and I did not realize how hard it would be for me to do nothing. Like Mm -hmm. it's just been hard for me because I'm so used to like always having something to do. I mean, I have work and then that's it. But like normally like during school, you know, I'll have my schoolwork and my extracurriculars and like social life. And like, so I'm, I'm always like trying to like balance like three trays with two arms is what it feels like. And so now I have time to like watch TV shows. I finished two, three series in literally two days, like yes, like yesterday and the day before, because I just had nothing to do. And I was like, I mean, I could paint, I could meditate, I could do yoga, I could work out, but it's like, I don't even want to do any of those things because I had done all of those things already. You know, like we had been in quarantine or we've been in quarantine for like almost a year now. Like I've done all of the self-care things. I feel like <laughs> I've, I've been reading, like there's just nothing else for me to do except like to do like nothing and like that sounds very like whatever but I realized yesterday I was like I don't even want to drive in my car with music on like to go get food and so like I turned my music off and I just had a time of just you know I opened up my little window the upper window thing in my car I don't remember what it's called but (laughs) upper window (laughs) upper window yeah I opened my sunroof And like, I was just listening to the cars go by and it was really nice just to be present. I was like, am I Mr. G from Seoul right now? Cause Mm -hmm. I'm just loving, I'm loving doing nothing. And there's this quote that I really, or there's two quotes. There's a one quote um, from, there's this Vietnamese Buddhist monk and he says, uh, he said, meditation is not doing more of something. It's doing nothing. And I was like, oh. Oh, I see. <laughs> I like that. And then there is another quote from a meditation coach that said, um, it was like, sound stretched is music and life stretched is celebration. So it's like simple things in life can be something that like we, that I guess that we appreciate more like if we pay attention to the small things in life, like we will be able to appreciate them a lot more when we decide to like appreciate them, you know? And so I was thinking about that and it's like, yes, like calls like this, like over Zoom, like on, you know, recording this podcast is like not just recording a podcast. It's, you know, talking to people and getting to know people's stories. And it's just being able to appreciate every single small step of my day has like changed my outlook on just life and being like, oh, I'm so bored. Because I hate when people say, that they're bored and that's not being like oh don't be bored like choose not to be bored but it's like I think I think a better wording of like I'm bored is that it's like one of my needs are not being met so let me figure out what I need to do in order to like make myself happier you know and so I I feel like I did that just by being like okay I'm present let me turn off all the noise, like on my phone, let me just turn off my phone, turn off my music, turn off the TV, all of this technology, and just like appreciate the small steps throughout my day. So yeah, that was me. (laughs) I feel like I'm like a mix in between the way Annie copes and you, Sarah, at the same time. So like Annie was saying she likes to fill her stuff up and like kind of forget it's going on until she can figure out a solution. And for me, that works. 
But sometimes I just get even more stressed because I can't even focus on like the distraction because I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You got to do the other thing. Yeah. So now I'm like trying to like my brain is over here and I'm doing the activity. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But then when I do nothing at all, then I'm just in that like bored feeling. And then I had texted you guys in the chat the other day. My friend had said to me, um, like, are you depressed? Because I'm like, I'm depressed. And he was (laughs) like, are you depressed or are you just bored, Kiara? And I'm like, good question. (laughs) And then when you sent that, I was like, okay, wait. (laughs) I'm like, maybe. I'm not depressed. And maybe I am a little, but maybe I'm truly just bored. And so then I was talking to my other friend, Kenny, and she was just like, okay, so if you're bored, then why don't you paint? And then I'm like back to Sarah feeling, but I already painted. I already painted everything I could have possibly painted during quarantine. And I want to pick up my paints because that's boring to me now too. And so now fast forward, I've decided to fill my time up with this extravagant, well, it was extravagant a day ago, and then my mom was like, scale it down, Kiara, because you're going to stress yourself out. But now I'm, like, supposed to be curating some exhibit um, in Staten Island. Yeah, I was supposed to – sorry, this is not about stress, but the stress will come soon. So this is me telling you <laughs> – this is me telling you how I coped with being bored and, like, setting myself up for potential stress. But I went to the space because I was applying for a grant – which is due on Sunday night, haha. Um, and then yada, 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 I wanted to do performing arts, this huge grand scale production thing, whatever. And then the man was just like, okay, but we have this space right here, this beautiful like glass space on like the corner that like goes out to the water by the ferry. Why don't you just curate an exhibit in this space? So initially I was like, boring. I already did that before, <laughs> like literally. Mm-hmm. I've already curated an exhibit before. But then my mom was like, but why don't you just like, and my brother said the same thing. Why don't you just do something that you've done before? You know, it'll be simple. You have the artist. And then just like fill your time with something that like, you know, you can do and not be stressed. So yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I don't feel bored anymore. Um, But there's like potential stress though. Potential stress. I know it will come like when I'm setting up, but like maybe not. I feel like I associate the stress because the last time I did an exhibit, it was so grand scale. I don't know if you guys saw Black in Time at the school, Mm -hmm. but like that was a full production, like 70 plus artists. I'm like, no, because like I don't have to do it like that. I can just do 15 artists. Yeah. Not even. I could do 10, like if I really wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Make it like a. I know I like art. I know I like people and just make it a nice soothing project. Yeah. And that's like, that's so nice that like, I feel like a lot of times, like when we feel like bored or like sometimes we like misinterpret it as depression. Cause like, I feel that or like anxiety or something. You're like, Oh, how do I self-diagnose myself? It's like, I've realized it's because you are wanting to learn something new that like, you had not learned before it's like you want to immerse yourself in an experience that like you are not all knowledgeable about and like I feel like a lot of times whenever you you learn something new for some reason it just like gets rid of like you're in like the moment and like you're in like the I don't remember what they there's a word for it but I don't remember but it's just like 
I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but like, <laughs> that's <was> really nice. <laughs> you know, I, I, it just got me thinking because like, I definitely understand what you mean when it's like, when you're really bo- bored, can it like appear as depression or can it look like depression? I like back in 2019 fall, I did like, I was suffering with like, I think, I think was real depression and like, it wasn't out of boredom. It was just some just sad stuff. And, um, and it took me a really, it took me like a good minute to like really like overcome that. Like it was a lot of work to overcome that. And then quarantine hit and we're back and we're like this isolation and it's just like, you know, life. And it was just so, and I remember feeling like it was just so easy to fall back into these like old um, patterns of thinking. Like I like, re- and I was so scared. Cause I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to ever think the way I did. Like, and again, I, I feel like I always need to say this. I'm a really happy person, but this like period of time, it was like for four or five months, I was just truly like, there was just something, I was just so destroyed. Um, but anyway, it was really like, it was so, I just knew that it was so easy for me to fall back into that feeling that um, what I, like what I did. And this was just something that like, something similar to Yuki's and, and in a way, like I I didn't want to be bored. Like I thought, okay, if I find something to do, it'll be interesting. And so I wanted to challenge myself. And so, um, I ended up, so I, I ended up signing up for three summer courses, uh, so that I could fill my time in. But then after that, when everything was done and I still had like two months left of school uh, before school started, I was, uh, studying Excel and how to use Excel in a more like data analysis way. Cause I'm, I'm not a math person. I'm not really good at these type of things, but I, but spending time struggling and trying to figure out and like succeeding and failing and just doing that it really helped me with my feelings of boredom and my feelings of like being like lonely and feeling you know what I mean because I was just so preoccupied with trying to make it make myself better but in a way that also challenged me you know what I mean because it gave me the element of being in school because sometimes school can be really difficult but it also gave me the element of it's on my own accord you know Mm-hmm. um but I think also there's something really – just this is something that I just remembered right now. Um, my mom – my mom's a like kind of like a self-help coach kind of, but she uses like art therapy um, in her techniques when she's teaching her – helping her clients. And she always and – she, and she talks about this concept of aloneness versus loneliness and um, how like loneliness is when you feel the absence of people, right? And you feel the absence of interacting with others. Like you feel that – the world is more quiet that the, but like, but in a, like in a negative way, like you don't hear your friends speaking to you. You don't, you feel, you feel the absence, you feel the absence. Whereas when you're in the space of aloneness, you're feeling more of yourself. And even with the absence of people, it's being filled with who you are and you're being filled, like the world is being filled with just yourself. You know what I mean? And how, when you are able to differentiate these ideas and if you're in the moment where you're really like you're alone in a room and you can find your mind going either way, if you're able to catch the thought current or thought pattern and move it towards aloneness and more that you are just more with yourself at that moment, it helps with that feeling of, you know, boredom, but also it helps with that feeling of like that, that there's just no one there for you. And I, and I I had to really like analyze this concept when I was in quarantine. Um, and I don't know, I just like, I'm thinking about that right now. And I was like, that just feels so applicable to this conversation. Now I want to ask you a question because I feel like at this point now we're also getting into like the topic of burnout because I feel like at least for me, like I've been like on a go, go, go type situation since March, like since we entered quarantine, I don't feel like, yeah, we got two months break for summer, but I didn't feel like there was any like distinct break between we were working in the podcast. We were all like, 
I think Sarah was actually working on a job. Like we were all still working and doing stuff. So there was no actual like full break off of school per se. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys deal with burnout? Because I feel like, especially in our generation, I feel like we're always like, okay, let's, how can I still keep myself preoccupied? There's never that moment where we can actually just sit with the silence. Like, I feel like we all kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable with it. Yeah. But most of us, at least not all. Well, that's I when you feel like everybody. you're bored. Mm-hmm. This is interesting because my grandparents came to stay with us. And in Asian culture, when your grandparents come to stay, they have to stay in for a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to be staying for like probably like six months. And so they stayed with us and I had to drive them home from my parents' nail shop um, after school and just like bring them back to our house. Uh, And first, I'm not fluent in Vietnamese, so I can understand you like 100%, but for for freaking something like inside of me just cannot respond, okay? (laughs) Like I can try so hard, but like I just can't respond. And so there were just moments of silence in the car driving them home and it would be maybe like a 15 20 minute drive and you know as gen zers or millennials you or whatever feel it. <laughs> yes we're like well, let me just literally talk about anything like oh my god you see that sign like that's <laughs> cool and so but the thing is is i literally could not because i couldn't even say it to them in a language mm-hmm. that they understood which broke my heart and i was like oh god i need to learn Vietnamese, but you know, I think I asked my grandparents one time, or, like, I asked my parents, and then, like, they asked my grandparents and, like, translated it, and, you know, my grandparents were, like, well, why do you need to say something when there's nothing to be said, and I was just, like, okay, but period, though, like, (laughs) I was, like, that is really good, like, yeah, why do we always feel the need to fill the silence with unnecessary noise, and I think, and that is, like, a metaphor for so many parts of our lives and especially my day that I live, you know, it's like, I couldn't even drive home without music on. Like it's like, it's so hard or like I need a podcast or like when I'm just sitting there eating, like I need to be watching a show. I need to be listening to a podcast or music. Like I can't just like sit doing one action and like be fulfilled by it. Or like whenever you go home, you're like, Oh, was that like a good outing with my friend? And it's like, Oh, there were a lot of like awkward silences. Like, Oh, that was so awkward. But it's like, why do we feel the need to always, again, like fill those moments of silence with with something? So like, I, yeah, like I agree that now, I think with our phones and like, um, you know, just always having a freaking pocket world in our freaking pockets and in our hands, it's like, we're always used to being occupied. And so, yeah. I definitely feel like that's a big thing, like generational difference, because I definitely have talked with my own my own mom and my grandparents and they they're just so comfortable being like silent and just being in like literally just not talking. Like they are so comfortable. They don't feel this awkwardness and and I do definitely think that's like a generational difference because we've grown up with this constant need for communication and it's just all the time. It's like, I don't think, I don't know, like, even if I, even, even if my phone says that I'm not, um, even if my phone says that I'm only on it for, let's say like two hours a day or whatever, like the screen time or if less than that, like, let's Minus say nine. God. but even if it's if it's more or less or whatever even if it's like only like mine says my I try to keep mine down to two but even if it's two I know I'm on my computer doing work you know what I mean or yeah. I know that I'm like talking with somebody or like I'm doing something always that's like in like I think just constantly having communication so I think that also 
I think that actually applies to burnout because I was gonna say not even just communication but the feeling that like our generation has of like our careers being like our main goal so everything is constantly go 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 I need to graduate early because I need to do this I need to do that so that I can get into my profession earlier because if I get in earlier it looks better and then like it's just this whole like kind of like stepladder that we're all like fighting for and like Hmm. Well, I don't I de- know how to explain it. I definitely think that burnout is one of the reasons why I had such an anxiety attack about the idea of graduating a semester later. Because in retrospect, it's not that big of a deal. Honestly, it's not that big of a deal. I would have graduated in December instead of May, and like, there's no graduation uh, in-person ceremony anyway, so it's not like a real like loss. But I think because of burnout, I had treated it like a oh like my detrimental god because it's like oh my god now i'm being put the ripple, back it's like a ripple effect yeah, like yeah, my yeah. life plans are ruined yeah now <laughs> you have to like reevaluate everything but with burnout specifically i what i've been doing it's literally like because i totally relate there's this thing on there's this thing on tiktok i've been seeing called like the it's this it's like a joke but it's like the gifted child burnout thing or like where your whole life you were always kind of maybe not praised but you were like you kind of felt like oh you we're very, you're always like, you know, you're above your class, you're really smart, whatever, something like this. And then you suddenly get to college and you're kind of like slowing down and you're like, you're not able to manage your feeling anxiety. You feel like you need to be perfect with everything because it's just so much pressure and on, on, on all ends. And I know for me, what I've been doing, not that I'm that, I'm not like, I, I, I grew up with a learning disability. So that's not, I don't relate to that. But in the sense of burnout though, I, um, I, I just noticed that like when I feel it, the, again, this is me. This is only me. The best thing I can do is literally is to either like play some music and start dancing because I notice that when I like, like when I dance and I start like sweating, it it kind of is like a, again, it's like a physical way of releasing my anxieties. And then when I'm finished, I'm able to just go back. I don't know. That's just my how I deal with it. I mean, when you talk about burnout and then you talk about you know being okay with being alone that's where you have to like find that equal balance. Cause like you're alone sometimes and then you feel bored. So then you fill your time with something, but then it's just way too much and now you're burnt out. So like, do you really ever win? The only way you can win is if you like know yourself, you know when you're doing way too much and you know when, when you're, you're not just, doing enough. You're not doing it. And like, is there a real thing to not be doing enough? No. I guess, but like, not really we have to be okay with doing nothing like literally nothing and not feeling useless because i've been feeling just useless (laughs) yeah for real i I don't have a question for y'all about this because i was literally just talking to my friend on facetime about being burnt out because like i said i almost feel like for 13 years of my life i'm like trying to make good grades trying to like maintain you know all this stuff like being super super active and now I don't have school, like I, I have one job, you know? And so I almost feel like now that I have this time to rest, there's a part of burnout that people don't talk about because you're like, oh, you're burnt out, well then just rest. But I almost don't know how to, like I don't know how to rest. So it's like, you know, we're not taught that in school how to rest because, you know, the main focus of school is to not rest, you know, to get the work done and to make the good grades that you need to make or whatever, et cetera. So it's like, how did how would you guys tell someone to rest the right way? I feel like mm. there is no right way because everybody yeah. has their own like like what's right for me again isn't right for Alice. She does like a very different thing, like completely the opposite. Same thing with keys. Like it's 
you can take little parts from everybody of like how to kind of cope with it but I feel like it's you really have to find that balance yourself and it's like a lot of experimentation like I try meditation doesn't work for me I'm I have way too much like pent up frustration in terms of like how am I going to get this done in time how am I going to do that and it's just it makes me think more because it's not enough noise whereas some people might need less noise so I think one thing that really helped me and also my friends who do cope differently than I do is planning out your days and kind of scheduling out what you're going to be doing. Because let's say, for example, like, you know, Sarah, you're right now, you, you're not um, taking any classes, right? But you have, maybe you want to do other things. Maybe you want to learn something. It, I, I know for me, this was always something that I wasn't very good at, but it did I, when I put the effort to making it work, it actually did work really well. It's planning out your days so you know, okay, on Monday I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I have a list of things I want to do. I want to, I either want to work out, I want to learn a couple words in Vietnamese, I want to learn this, I want to do this, or like X, Y, Z, and then you plan out your week and like make like a weekly goal for yourself of things that you've accomplished. That I think is a really helpful way of also transitioning yourself out of being a student mentality. Because one thing that I have a real quarrel in terms of the education system is I don't think it teach it don't I don't think it teaches us to be entrepreneurs. I think it very much teaches us how to be workers, mm-hmm. and it's very and it's you know and I, I'm kind of grateful for all of this. I mean, as much as I hate COVID, I'm I'm kind of grateful that that we're in this like kind of weird quarantine like limbo phase because it did force me to now deal with the fact that I don't want to be necessarily a worker. I want to create my own thing. I want to be, you know, successful on my own accord. And, you know, it's so easy to fall into the pattern of, because it literally being, being a student is basically being a worker. You have a boss, your teacher who tells you what to do. You fulfill their assignments, you fill their quota, and then you're, then you move on to the next boss with the next assignment, filling their quota. You're not fulfilling your own quota. So I would say for you, because you are very career oriented, you talk about it all the time. You have big aspirations. I would say utilize this time to develop and really fine tune the self boss, you know, like the self boss, self discipline personality, because you've been your whole life, you've been able to discipline yourself when there was a pressure of getting a good grade of graduating a teacher. So it's nice to now push yourself and see like, how can I really fine tune this because when you end up going to college, right, when you do end up coming to New York, you don't want to fall back into the whole, I'm going to be just a worker student, right? You want to be able to find a job. You might even want to, you might even connect with somebody at school and start a business with them or start a project with them the way I started with Annie. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you find, like you find yourself during this time. So I would say trying to discipline yourself by creating a schedule, creating weekly goals, that I think would be the best way of utilizing the time when you feel overwhelmed with how little you have to do yeah that's really good because the part where you're talking about being like a worker versus an entrepreneur I feel like a lot of my personal anxieties come from being a perfectionist and when you're a perfectionist it's because you always feel like someone is watching you you know whether there's someone watching you or whether there's you know someone that's not Um, you feel that way, you know, and you feel like every single thing counts. And I think it definitely comes from like that mentality where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm working for someone or something, or like, I'm riding on this, there's something riding on this. But it's like, I think as well, you just saying that like a wave of like anxiety kind of just like was lifted off my shoulders in a way too. So thank you. Um, (laughs) Just because like, yeah, because when you are in control, like you are able to 
forgive yourself a lot more whenever say you do mess up and you realize that like you know tasks in life are not always meant to be fulfilled correctly like sometimes they are meant to be like messed up sometimes so that you can learn and you figure it out and like once you realize that you are in control of your life like especially someone that has anxiety or like struggles with that it's like once you realize that you are in control and like this world is your oyster like that's so cheesy but it's true it's like (laughs) you are able to I don't know just just live life a lot lighter and like that is like a goal of mine so I like this conversation. <laughs> Me too. I'm sitting here like, wow, this is just therapy. <laughs> like, who needs a therapist? <laughs> we'll just come on here every week. And be I definitely feel like this. We definitely have a good group dynamic, though. That's what I'll say. Is I think we all bring different perspectives to the table, and I think that's why, like, so like nice, Close. <laughs> chill. <laughs> It's funny though, Alice, when you were talking, um, you were talking about like having a problem and like having the need to like fix it or that's not really what you were saying, but you were talking about kind of like coping and like filling your time with something like a challenge. And then it's like the fun of doing the challenge and you were describing it. And I'm like, wow, sounds like Candy Crush. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I guess that's why I love that game. (laughs) I'm like, I was sitting the other day playing. Well, there's an updated, like, newer version of Candy Crush that's not Candy Crush. It's called Gardenscapes. You guys Ooh. need to download Ah, I saw that. I've been playing that one. That that's or Homescapes. I like Homescapes because you get to, like, make the mansion. I, wait, is it called Homescapes? Am I, I calling think... it Gardenscapes by accident? No, I have no, there's, Gardenscapes. There's two different types, but I like the home one because you get to, like, make your own mansion. So, like, right now I'm on, like, the library level. I already finished the bedroom and, like, the big really? entryway. I'm, I'm downloading it now. <laughs> now that I have game, it on my iPad. That game, I could play that for hours, and I'm like, why is this just so soothing? Like, I And it's like- so much nicer when it comes to, like, giving you lives, like, extra lives and everything. So it's like, let's keep going. <laughs> Time to redecorate. Now that's the game. If you guys need something <laughs> to fill your time, look, I'm downloading Homescapes right now and I probably shouldn't be, but yeah. oh man. The other day I reorganized my entire phone instead of like looking at assignments for class because I was like, I'm just not going to think about that for an hour. It looks so nice. <laughs> oh, I have, wait, okay, so I've got one over here where I'm like, you can't see sh- Okay, wait, let me lower the brightness. So I've got, like, my little date with, like, the battery thing here. And then if you go here, I have that. And then it switches between this with, like, me and my friends and, like, the schedule. Like, my schedule for classes because I forget everything all the time. And then I, like, redecorated all the apps and made them, like, cohesive on the bottom. Wait, how did you do that? Never mind. That's another (laughs) This is not even – let's not get into that. My phone still looks like, like, you know when you updated it and it has, like – that home thing like what even is apple home i don't even use that my phone looks a mess I just yeah see it. like it'll go between that and my schedule fancy oh wow but that's kind of legit that's like <laughs> like mine it's like we three hours but oh, see that's God. why i can't have um like when i write out my schedule for the day like alice was talking about i I can't say I ever really accomplish everything on the schedule. So, like, I've learned to not stress myself out. And as long as I've done, like, one thing or two things, I'm like, I did something today. Yeah. It's just like, that feeling where you can at least check it off. And you're like, yeah. I, did it. 
I did at least one thing and I sat in the bed the other day and I'm just like, I don't know if this counts, but <laughs> no, even just doing that made me feel so much better and lighter. Like, I don't yeah. know why, like, I just look at my phone and I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's the small things. It's the little things. But you know, I feel like though, like while we're talking, it just kind of reaffirms this idea that like life is a game, honestly. Like life is, it is, like life is a game. Like life literally, the people you interact with, the people you have to let go or and bring in, the, you know, the choices you make, it's all part of like this game. I feel like if you look at life as a, as a game to enjoy and win, because even sometimes, even if you don't win the game, you still enjoy, like when you're playing a video game, you still enjoy like the process. So I think like i don't know i'm just like listening and i, was just, like, I think yeah. we should bring back quotes to our instagram and just be like our life is a game of sims <laughs> i love that our first quote back. literally i love that life is a game of sims sims way hold up sims sims are about real wild yeah real wild what do you mean real wild you can make a strip club in sims i saw somebody do that on tiktok which i didn't even know was a thing i think it's the expansion pack Oh my That's, god. First of all, GTA. why would you need that? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know, man. But That's does anyone have anything music. else to share for coping, mental health, or any other advice or techniques to wrap up this beautiful episode? I think we covered it all, man. Okay. All out. Well, my final thoughts are pretty much the reason why I wanted to do this is because I feel like when you think about like mental health, the only thing I think of is like, oh, let me go meditate. And I suck at that. So if you were a person that thought the only way you could like relieve your stress is by breathing and meditating, we just confirmed that you can do a lot of other things to soothe your mind, play some Candy Crush, make a read a book. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Whatever works. I just missed it. I can't talk. I'm sorry. This is early in the morning for me. It's okay. 12 <laughs> lunchtime, and this is morning for me. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and I hope we made your day a little bit more brighter. Thank you. Bye. Bye.